Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today on the Friday Forge, Chad and I will be discussing Fonda Lee's short story, The Eternal Cocktail Party of the Damned. This story first appeared in May 2022 in Uncanny Magazine, where it can be read for free. So you can go read this right now, easily. There's content warnings at the top of it, which I always think is super nice, because there's, this is, I forgot how brutal Fonda Lee can be. This story is, uh, she does not hold back. Don't eat, like, spaghetti while reading this. (laughs) She seems like such a nice, we've, like, talked to her. She seems like such a nice woman. And damn fonda lee yeah <laughs> so intense sometimes she's got some real dark thoughts up there that just need <laughs> to get out you know beautifully she writes so well and and is so good at describing things but when she happens to be describing someone like Getting boiling in hot pieces. oil <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can tell she's like having fun with it kind of oh absolutely yeah i like the two main demon characters they're having <laughs> fun with it everyone's having fun up to a point <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I think uh, let's go through a little bit of a, a quick synopsis here real quick, and then we'll get to talking about this. Cool. Everybody, we always encourage you to go read the short story. We've got it posted up in the description for this episode. It's pretty short. It took me like, what, 15, 20 minutes to read? Oh, yeah. It's not very uh, long at all. If you're doing something else, remember, if you have like an iPhone, I don't know if um, if non-iPhones can do this, but probably you can just select the article and be like, read, and their phone will read it to you. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you just like select something, there's like a little speak option that pops up. It's like kind of a robot voice, but it's surprisingly pretty good. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, going to use that cool. all the time now. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh my God, I had no idea you could do that. I've just been reading stuff. Oh yeah, it's cool. You can just like select it and then just like read it to me. Oh, my phone. reading days like, are like, over. It's like the map voice, you know? It's like, oh, that voice. Revolves. Yeah, it's like not great, but like, you know. It's getting better all the time. It is. It is getting better, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get into it. Okay. The story revolves around two demons who are in charge of running a party in hell. Every time the party grows too subdued, the demons focus the partygoers' attention on a different person whom the crowd wastes no time in destroying, first emotionally, then physically as they rip them to pieces. Their bodies slowly putting themselves together, Iron Giant style, making them whole, so they can then be used to tear others to pieces or be torn asunder themselves once again. The damned souls are unable to escape the torment, the party raging on for eternity. Short and not sweet. <laughs> I feel like this is about Twitter and social media. Yeah, which I totally didn't get until you mentioned that to me. <laughs> and then it totally is about that. Absolutely 100 times present. Because I was like, I don't know what this is about. But now that you gave me that little cornerstone, absolutely the whole rest of it falls into pieces. Well, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I thought that was what this was about. It seemed like it for sure. And then at the very end of the story, somebody says something to the effect of, who thought of this great idea for this party? And then one of the demons says, oh, that guy Jack over there. Jack. And it's like Jack Dorsey, <laughs> the guy that created Twitter. And I think that was kind of a nod to Jack Dorsey, who created Twitter. And um, it was for like idiots like me who were like, is it about this? And she'd be like, here it is really obvious, <laughs> even though I still didn't get it. I was like, oh, interesting demon name, Jack. Who is Jack? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like um, the the demons are there, like the punishment here in this particular circle of hell. And, you know, they they were they were clear about it being a new punishment. Right. So it's like this right. new development in hell. These humans can't escape. And every every now and then this, you know, there's TVs, there's screens all over the walls. 
And every now and then, the attention of the room kind of flickers to one conversation, and then everybody focuses on that for a little bit. So, but really, really, yeah. I mean, it's pretty on the nose, Chad. (laughs) Oh no! Like I said, once you said that, I was like, "Oh, of course, this is what it's about." But like, I don't know. I just didn't get the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wonder yeah. if Fonda Lee has dealt with. I mean, I, I don't know personally like what she's dealt with on the internet, but I, I, I imagine you know this was just this was just put out a little bit ago, and she's probably gotten a ton of attention since the Greenbone Saga started winning mm-hmm. a bunch of awards and becoming one of the most popular series in the last few years. I wonder if like she had experienced personally some kind of dogpiling, or if she had just observed it and kind of thought, "Wow, that was kind of taken out of context and pretty and innocuous," just, and yeah, everybody that kind did of did not deserve that. Yeah, the the public forum space is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's spooky out here. <laughs> yeah, but almost scarier. And I mean, it's unfortunate that our reaction as humans can so easily be manipulated to turn against each other. Just are so readily willing to rip each other to pieces over things that they may or may not deserve. But the real um, evil thing here is like the demons, who I think now that you've mentioned Twitter are the algorithm. Right. Or the, the, yeah, the, the people that are the... allowing for this to. Yeah, and it, it's you know, it's it's funny because like it's very clear in this story that the demons are very happy with how easy all of this. Oh, is. they're stoked. You know, yeah, that's one of the things that I notice is they're like, this is the easiest job in hell we've ever had. Like we just sit back and these people just tear each other to shreds like they make the choices. They say the words. They do everything. And and that's the funny thing about, you know, social media in general is that when you when something is really contentious and a lot of people get super upset that algorithm loves it it loves loves it it. like the videos that i have on TikTok, the ones that do really really well are when two people are arguing about something that i didn't even fight in your comments something yeah (laughs) and then other people jump in and the algorithm is just like eating it up well it's interesting on youtube you can down thumb someone right but interestingly enough the algorithm gives you as much uh, engagement benefit from a down thumb as from a up thumb. So if a bunch of people down thumb the video, it's not like the algorithm is going to then suppress it saying, oh, they don't like this. It's going to do the exact same thing as if a bunch of people up thumbed it because it understands uh, that attention is not necessarily attracted to only what it likes and it agrees with. In totally. fact, many times it's attracted to the opposite. One thing I noticed in here that really stuck out to me was that the damned souls can't leave. They try leaving, and then they come right back in. Right. That hit a little close to home. You know, that that's a little bit too real. Where totally. it's like, yeah, you can, I mean, you can try to get out of here and really have good intentions about it. But just the way that this is all set up, like you're just kind of, you're roped right back in. Like the amount of times right. that I've deleted Reddit off of my phone, because it's just so toxic sometimes. And I start reading like, you know, I don't even participate in commenting on stuff anymore, but I'll just read like I'll invest like half an hour to an hour into reading two people's argument that I'm not even a part of. <laughs> like it, it's just going on and on and on. And I'll be reading it on like the in like a browser. Right. So mm-hmm. so I'll look up something in my Chrome browser and it'll take me to a Reddit link. <laughs> and then Reddit's like, OK, we're only going to show you a little bit of this. If you want to read the rest of it, you have to download Reddit. This has happened to me like four times. That. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's so annoying. And then finally, I just give in and download it because I have to read like whatever this article is or right. whatever this conversation is. Um, and it's and that's just with Reddit. I mean, um, 
What, what, what is it about tools. that? What is they're it about so, that? Like, they're so helpful and useful. And like they're such they have such a potential for good. We can connect with others anywhere on the planet. And look what we're doing right now. Yeah, look what we're doing. Exactly. So it's like there's such a power for awesome embedded at the heart of these things. But the unfortunate aspect of them is that they want our attention so bad and they're willing to go to any degree to get it. And so it's just like we they have a tendency to just keep giving us negative stuff because they know that anger is a really, you know, you, you'll focus on the things that make you mad. I'm pretty optimistic about it, honestly. I mean, um, me too. Kind of like what we were talking about. I think it was when we were talking about the Velt. But basically, you know, we've got we've got this new technology, this new situation we've all been kind of like thrown into. It's going to take us a little while to start kind of having some of these things be kind of like second nature. It's already very evident that negativity breeds more negativity on the Internet and that it, the algorithm really, really enjoys it. <laughs> you <Yes>. know, but <laughs> I've heard that in conversations more and more often as I've been more and more online. And so there's like this self-awareness with it. And I think that, you know, much like with a lot of other technological advancements we've had, we've kind of had like this period of, whoa, oh man, like <laughs> this is wild. This is really harsh and difficult. Right. Um, but we're going to start kind of slowly, hopefully climbing out of it. You know, we're very Even aware of, of like you know, our tendency to kind of like dogpile on to people. Right. Um, that book that I read, um, So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson, um, he went into that like quite a bit. That was kind of like what that whole book was about. Just he was trying to figure out like, okay, why did why is this a thing? Like, how come you know someone says I don't like sushi, you know, which is what happens in this short story. This this woman that everybody loves, everybody in this whole party is absolutely enamored with this Has woman. Has a gaggle of followers. Yeah, and then she says, oh, uh, she doesn't even say I don't like sushi. She says something like sushi's not my favorite yeah. or something <laughs> it's not and even that everybody everybody gets so upset with her and literally cuts her into pieces yeah, tears yeah she her to pieces to death with machetes um but what's really interesting is that the demon is like not really worried about it you know he's super lax about it and he's just like she'll put herself back together and be right back yeah. in here in no time you know and it's just ah man this is <laughs> it's it, the more you think about it the more on the nose this really is you know totally um, but like i was saying i mean i wonder I hope that Fonda Lee hasn't had to deal with anything super harsh, you know, because, but I imagine that, you know, uh, an artist that's becoming more and more in the public sphere, and maybe she was kind of grappling with like, how much of the public sphere am I supposed to be in, like as an author? Like, right. I've wondered that myself. I've, I'm sure that a bunch of other people have wondered that, like, to what extent do I need to participate in this public forum to be able to be, uh, have some sort of success? Relevant. Or relevance. Certainly yeah. not zero at first, at least, no. until you're like you're a self creating, you know, a self moving right. thing because you you have to be known. And like, you know, if no one knew about her books, she wouldn't have an income. So, like, she has to use these tools. Uh, but to what extent does she have to? And then, like, you, you know, I, I liked your kind of hopeful message of we're coming around. You know, we've been handed a tool. And yes, we might have been sucking on the nozzle of our own uh, death for a while and using it to destroy each other. Uh, we're coming around and like as evidenced by a lot of influencers when they're talking about a bad thing they just won't even mention the person's name on purpose they're like i don't yeah. want to draw attention to this person and totally. drive fifty thousand people to his page and that's kind of like a cool 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 we're like we can talk about it but we're doing it in a healthy way that's not teaching the algorithm to promote the stuff that bring that separates us that tears us down um another thing that i noticed 
and I don't know if I'm digging a little bit too deep into this. So if I am, just pull me out of the hole that I'm. I'll get forty thousand people to check you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of the cocktail party effect? Yes, uh, but explain it to me again. <laughs> I like read about it. Have you heard that a couple this months is a, ago? This is like super so far off the rails here. But have you heard that that Mike Birbiglia joke? You know, when somebody says, uh, "Have you listened to this band?" and you say, "No, but I've heard of them," it's right? basically you saying, "No, but I like you." <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like you, but no, I know it's like has to do with like someone's ability to focus their attention while there's tons of things around them. So it's like I'm not totally ignorant. No, you basically <laughs> just explained it. No, you. Oh, okay. But yeah, for our uh, for our listeners here, the cocktail party effect is essentially when you're in a crowded space and you're even focused on a conversation with somebody else. Like if you hear your name or something that's that's very kind of um, associated with you, or mm-hmm. that's just important to you or whatever, your attention will shift unconsciously to that those words. And even some people have found the words that they were saying before. They said really what got your attention because you're always hearing oh, everything, right? right? You're all your ears are not closed to things that are happening around you. Right. They're you always have received open. all data, right? So when you know when you have a um like when you when you're dreaming, and like a sound in your house is in your dream, but you hear it when you wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, like that weird dissonance there where you're not really it's sure. Like what? it's kind of like that where your brain picks up and processes basically that whole sentence that has your name even in the words before it mm-hmm. you know which is so it doesn't happen all the time obviously it's but... like your brain just went oh i need to prioritize that data and exactly. here's some data that existed beforehand it hasn't like i haven't fully gotten rid of that data yet i still have it so i'm going to now interpret it for you because it's like a we have the bandwidth to like collect all the data or most of it i would guess but like not enough to actively focus upon it and so it kind of is selective in what it chooses to bring into focus and i don't know this is the part of the me getting deep into it is um i don't know i don't think it's a coincidence that fonda lee set this at a cocktail party i think that the cocktail mm. party effect here is like essentially when you're on social media you're kind of just oh. doing your own thing until until something comes up and now that is what you're focusing on and that's what everybody's focusing on and everybody just rip like just reverts Ding. all the way to that thing and now everybody's upset about it and it's like you were already focused on something else. That's the reason you were there. You're not going there to start a fight. You're not going right. there to get. I mean, some people are. What do yeah. I say? <laughs> some people. Some people make accounts to start fights, but <laughs> you know, the vast majority of people are there doing their own thing, doing whatever it is that they do. And then someone says something, and then everybody's attention is now on that thing because they feel like you know they identify with what that person is saying to the degree that they feel like they need to respond to it, which is right. super, super valid, obviously. I mean, But it is weird also that someone can hear something totally not directed at them and then be like, I must speak my opinion. <laughs> it's such a, it, and that's part of the reason that I think that this conversation is so fascinating because it's like, I would never stand up on a soapbox and say, you cannot respond to things. You know what I mean? Like, even the 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 vehemency at which you're responding you know what i mean like the intensity at which you're with which you're responding i don't think that should even be like um like policed but it's like maybe it should a little bit like <laughs> i don't know there's i don't know def- that the i don't know where is, the yeah. line is but there's yeah. definitely too far right people's lives have been utterly ravaged um by being like doxxed and 
all oh, sorts yeah. of terrible yeah, things that thing. have yeah. like real world consequences, losing their jobs and stuff or um, like offhanded things that they've said online. And maybe some of them deserved it, but certainly not all. Much like the this story, there is no solution given here. It's just like a and, and that's kind of the point, I think, in and of itself is the solution is awareness. Like be aware that this has an effect and we have an effect and many littles make a lot and can actually rip someone to pieces. And so like maybe that is a thing that should happen sometimes, but let's just be aware of it. So we're doing it not at the wrong times. You know, another thing that I noticed, it was, it was a very small notice and it was like one line, but I think the demon notices that everybody seems like they're having a good time in this party, but everybody looks a little bit scared in their eyes. Yeah. You know, like everyone looks a little bit tense and there is a tension on the internet and mm-hmm. it, there is like this kind of, ah, like <laughs> I feel it sometimes whenever yeah, I, like, don't like I'll post a video. Right. Post yeah. Me. Like I'll, I'll like post a video and I'm just like, ah, did I say something? Is there anything? Did I, is there anything that I misspoke about? And I do this on pretty much every single video that I ever post. And I check mm-hmm. the captions. I make sure the captions don't have anything that I messed up. I the autocorrect corrected it to something I didn't want to say that makes everything that I said not be what I said. But I mean, in regards to like uh, this story, I think the thing that I connected with the most, and I want to ask you after I'm done talking about this, but like for me, it was the feeling that you can't get out of this. It does feel like a loop. Like it does feel like, you you kind of want to escape you feel this feeling and i'm sure a lot of people listening even if you're not a creator if you're just on social media to really any extent you kind of do feel this this yearning to get out of it to not be part of this anymore and to just go live in a cabin in the woods somewhere and just play nintendo 64 and drink tea anonymous and, yeah and just like get off the grid and i totally feel that 100 percent. i'm right there with you but there is kind of like that that grab you know, oh, like an allure. You, you know, you tweet something that you thought was funny and then like 45 people also think it's funny and you're just like, ooh, I'm funny. I'm like, funny, I'm going to yeah. hang out in this space for a little bit longer. And then and then you see a post by someone who is super ignorant and awful and it kind of crushes you. But then you go back and you like put a meme up and it's just like this right. big mix <laughs> of like, you know, it's not it's not just one thing. And I think that that's right. why there's so much of an allure to it. You know, it's not just negativity. It's not just positivity. It's it's engagement and excitement and connection and terrible, awful people. (laughs) Yes. It's like, you're like, oh, this is so cool. I can shout in a way that I can talk to thousands of people at the same time. And you're like, and they can shout back. Darn. (laughs) I think that one of the difficult things is that it's really difficult to communicate a nuanced point Mm -hmm. over text. Um, I found Especially I found that out the hard like, way. Thirty on, characters or whatever. Right. I mean, even when you don't have a limit, or at least a re- a really big limit, I found that found that out the hard way um, on both Facebook and Reddit. Um, because I used to like years ago, you know, I would um I would get into some pretty intense conversations mm-hmm, with um, family members or just random people on Reddit. I have some I have some pretty uh like hard beliefs on some things and. Some people disagree, and I understand that. But like, it's just—it's so difficult to really get your point across and like really articulate when you can't see somebody, when you can't read someone's body language, when you can't read the inflection of the tone of their voice. Right. You know, the pauses in their sentences, There's like so all the lost. different right. And you, you can try as hard as you can, um, and some people can do a pretty good job at it, but most people can't, and that's the point. You know, and like. 
um like have you ever been have you ever been arguing with like your significant other <laughs> which i'm sure you have oh uh, yeah I'm sure a lot of people listening have you ever been arguing with your significant other and then you're kind of like you kind of veer off the point of what you were arguing about and then you kind of start yeah yeah, and then you kind of start arguing about how you're arguing yeah and then you start arguing about like how you're arguing about how you're arguing oh yeah start getting just way way ridiculous um i feel like that happens a lot in internet discourse as well Mm -hmm. where where you know someone will make a point and then that point will not get addressed and then they'll bring up another point and then now they're arguing about that but then they go right. kind of go bounce back and like someone will call someone out for not addressing that other point but then they just right. ignore or like it not again. putting and a comma like well at least i don't know where right. period yeah. goes you know yeah um and so like i mean even like face to face um like discourse can be messy you know there's like tons of different logical fallacies that people use and so many there's like gaps in knowledge about what you're talking about um there's like personal feelings and personal identity that comes into the mix there's a lot right mm-hmm. even in a personal one-on-one in-person discourse that is already just so ready Hard to turn enough. into a tire fire right and then so it's like if you take out all the subtlety of that and the and, consequences of like right. physical rep- reciprocation or anything you know well, like i mean and and you add in anonymity i read a um article one time that was talking about how the rise in the tinting tintedness of windows was similar to the rise of um car accidents and it's because people when people how do i say this gracefully the farther people get away from realizing the other person that they could actually harm and affect is a person Hmm. uh the more the less we care Right. So it's like if we can't see them eye to eye, you know, if there's no tinted windows, you can kind of see a person in there. And you're like, well, I really don't want to hurt that person. But if there's tinted windows, you're just like, ah, it's a truck. The car. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like we kind of dehumanize people. So if there's anything that we can do to make ourselves more aware and navigate online um, interactions more gracefully, I would say just like humanity, be be aware that you're talking to a person. Yeah. One thing that I usually tell myself, um, not only. Uh, on the internet but just out in the world in general um like i've been through a couple like pretty intense breakups and i know that you have too um and i'm sure a lot of you listening have as well and when i was in that space like mentally i can't imagine i was a very pleasant person to be around at least for like a couple days you know the person that Um, does bros wasn't like what a great guy (laughs) right um i mean i'm sure i was fairly okay but yeah i mean i was probably had a fairly short fuse as well you know but anyway um whenever someone says something that's like you know kind of off or like kind of mean i I try to just at least most of the time think like maybe they're getting maybe they just got broken up with you know so like if you got in a fight with their girlfriend right like if i'm at work and you know i'm like serving a table or something and someone's just like really just not helping me out here man like you know what i mean like they're just they're being super short with me they're not making eye contact they're they're being just kind of a jerk um you know and it's very much easier said than done obviously and this totally. doesn't pertain to every single situation we naturally just, take everything personally right but just like just you know we we judge ourselves by our our intentions and other people by their actions and like it's just i always try to think what if this person is having the worst day of their life right now yep. and i mean statistically maybe you know <laughs> like yeah. a lot of people are having the worst day of their life multiple days in their life you know um and it, it it does happen and 
there's always there always seems to be some kind of like reason behind somebody you know i'm not and you know i'm not saying like excuse all terrible behavior you know but it's just yeah. i don't know it's just something to think about you know it is um my sister katie she uh is wise beyond her years one time and i was complaining to her um about how i really hate it when people drive low below the speed limit like ugh, it just really makes me so annoyed and she after my rant she just goes what if they had a cake in the car Aww. and i was like <sighs> like just, just like diffused the balloon of my anger so hard you know like a fragile like multi-tiered wedding cake or something um but I feel like the the internet though is kind of like driving on the freeway. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of like I'm sure that, and this is kind of close to your uh, your tinted window statistic or mm-hmm. whatever. But like when you're driving, you are at a much heightened, much more heightened state of anxiety right. and um, irritation. You know, because you're, I mean, we're not supposed like biologically, like we are not supposed to be going that fast ever. I think about that like, all the time. Like <laughs> you put someone like an anxious egyptian in your car they're like ah like terrified yeah. as we're no, like seriously smoking a cigarette like drinking some coffee chatting on the phone like 14 <laughs> things going on like and they're like oh my god pay attention <laughs> and you're so much more ready because there isn't that anonymity um like factor in there you know mm-hmm. so you're you're gonna be gone like immediately so you can roll down your window and scream at people and then you can just drive away and i think that that's a lot of the discourse on the internet as well is like you're anonymous you're probably gonna get blocked anyway so you might as well say whatever you want and then and then it just goes from there and it's just like there are real people behind these cell phones and there are real people that have um like lived experiences that you don't understand and like there's just people that are just willing to go out and fucking say anything and just yeah and it's like ah i don't know that's gonna do it for us today i mean i'm really glad we read that i just kind of randomly found that i was actually looking for the jade setter of a jan loon and i guess it's i think it's a novella but then i went on to fonda lee's website and it was just this story was right there with a few other ones too um, so we might do another Fonda Lee short story up in she here. She's such an incredible writer. It's really like is. I almost like forget how good of a writer she is, and then I read it again. I'm like, man, I also forget how brutal of a writer she is. Yeah, there's man. scenes in the Greenbone Saga where I was just my mouth was like wide open. <laughs> I was just like, I can't believe I'm reading this right now. This is so intense. I was um, pulled over into parking lots to listen to scenes because I was like, yeah. I can't like f- focus and drive and listen to this. Yeah, very brilliant woman and a very brilliant take here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, this is this has caused a pretty cool conversation between us and a lot, a lot of thoughts, you know, going forward. I mean, um, the internet is a uh, it's a it's a big old big old mix of oh my god, it is. But you <laughs> know what? Let's all move tomorrow. Let's try to increase net positive. Totally. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Friday Forge. Next week, I'm not sure what we're reading, but I think we're going to maybe veer it back, read some uh, something classic. I think we're going to go maybe some... Tasty classic, huh? I think, I think we might need to do some Lovecraft, Chad. Mm. You've never Let's read Lovecraft, it. have you? I mean, I've flirted with uh, Cthulhu. <laughs> we're going on a real date. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway, everybody, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, happy reading. Y'all are the best. Bye, everybody. Bye.